reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Podcast. I'm your host Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And this week, this week we're looking at Doom Patrol number fifty-three from March nineteen ninety-two. I am positively giddy. <laughs> I right. love, love, love this issue. Oh, it's so fun! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I love it. It is a good one. If you're mm-hmm. at all into like. 60s Marvel. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is it. This is it. This is the one. And for all of those people that thought that the uh, Doom Patrol was like an X-Men knockoff, nah, this totally shows how similar they are to the, uh, I was going to call them the Fatal Four, the Fantastic <laughs> Four. <laughs> they had way more similarities to the Fantastic Four than they ever did to the uh, the Merry Mutants in Marvel Land there. Well, they get the Doom Patrol used to get a lot of comparisons to the X Men because of the the wheelchair guy and their misfits from society. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but that's I don't know. That's all surface stuff. <laughs> to me, they were always way more like the uh, the Fantastic Four. But I guess your mileage may vary. It, apparently, it's generally accepted that. Uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four influenced, at, at least to a small part, uh, the Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, the way they were telling stories and character interactions and stuff, it was all... It's it's cool. It's all very good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here we go. We get a cover by Shaky Kane. <laughs> Doing his best Kirby pastiche. Totally. We got the... Uh, we got Robot Man, and um, that's probably Crazy Jane, although she's wearing her very best Elasta Woman outfit there. <laughs> and, well, in the, as you see in the issue, uh, her name is is the same as Crazy Jane's, but she's also Elasta Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. Yes. So they're just doing a quick substitution in there. Yeah, we got Negative Man flying across, and then we've got a giant Galactus wannabe yeah. hanging out in the background. His um, outfit isn't nearly as nice as Galactus's. No. No, no skirt, neither. No skirt, yeah. And really, it's hard to compete with the fashion sense of Mr. Galactus. He is, of course, one of those cosmic creatures that is... Dressed to the nines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. So diving in, it's a total breather issue, but uh, Morrison sets it up by uh, giving us Danny the Street, having a bit of a nap and a bit of a dream. <laughs> yeah. Everyone on the streets falling asleep and the steam popping up out of the uh, subway and sewers are all... Uh, in little shapes of zzz. 
So Danny's having a sleep and he's having a dream. And that's where we open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this, the first page is all, it's Richard Case. Yeah, the first case, yeah, you're right, is Richard Case. And then the rest of the issue is uh, Ken Stacy. Ken Stacy. Yes. Grappling Grant Morrison. Catastrophic Ken Stacy. Jumpin' John Workman. Disembodied Dan Vazo. Tortoiseshell Tom Payer. There we go. <laughs> and uh, we open with this giant spaceship hand. It's kind of like a spaceship formed like a hand floating through space. It's the orbiting headquarters of the mighty mystics, the supernatural guardians of Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And inside, we get a dude in big red and blue outfit, little domino mask. (laughs) And it is John Constantine, the hero known as Hellblazer. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. And he's got like a cigarette in his hand, swinging it around. (laughs) <laughs> looks like a biggie and it's headed this way gov and then you get him full cockney too yeah he's That's totally hilarious. cockney yeah, yeah yeah so they're watching this this uh you know disaster happening out in space and in comes this dude wearing a big white cloak almost looks like the opposite of a raven cloak um and he's got a big <laughs> it almost looks like a i guess it's supposed to be a ghost face on his uh yeah, on his uh, it looks it looks like a Punisher skull sort of, but uh, almost, but more more like ghosty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stream. <laughs> yeah, and it is the Phantom Stranger. Aye, mm. tis an ill omen, Hellblazer. It chills even the heart of I, the Phantom Stranger. <laughs> Not since we struggled with the simuloids have I felt such foreboding. I had feared that this moment of cosmic conjunction might bring its own share of dangers. And they let you know that if you want to hear or read about their little adventure with the simuloids, you can look at for uh, Tales to Enrage, number 80. <laughs> Don't look too hard, though, because I'm pretty sure you'll never find it. No, you'd have to first find Danny the Street, and then start digging through his back issues, and then maybe, maybe then. <laughs> All right, so the Phantom Stranger's like, I've summoned the others. Let us pray we are not too late. And we turn the page and we find the others in this mystic group and we get <laughs> Dr. 13, the multiple man, and uh, the ever-loving Mr. E, the malleable medium. What's the problem, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. They've taken all the uh, all the characters they've stolen from uh, DC proper and have vertigoized them and now they're putting them back into... Uh, Lovely little... Yeah, they've de-verticalized them. That's right. So, uh, Mr. E is a stretchable sleuth-like, I guess, elongated man. And Dr. 13 is just your standard multiple man, I guess. Jimmy Madrox. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they talk. They've got this big issue going on. Uh, (laughs) Hellblazer's like, strike a light. Why don't you blokes quit flapping your jaws and have a deca eat deco? A deco. It's a look. It means have a look. A le- <laughs> actually, I think he may not even be Cockney. He might actually be uh, Australian. I know. For some reason. <laughs> have a deco ear. I know he does kind of have that Australian lilt. 
We've got a massive etheric power source gathering at the thresholds of the multi-dimensions. Oi reckons that something's waiting to force its way in at the moment of conjunction. And they are... You know, they let us know the power emanations are getting stronger. Doctor 13 decides to uh, call on his other multiple, so he uh, calls down to Doctor 8, who's on Earth. Doctor 8 and all the other doctors are feeding the ducks and... Black ducks. <laughs> yes. Black ducks in the uh, in the pond reserve there. You got a message for me and the boys? Menace from the multi-dimensions? Assistance required? Roger, 13. There's only one team of heroes who can help us. Let's go! And one by one, the colorful figures take to the sky on a mission of desperate urgency. <laughs> and before you can say, DC's for me! They arrive at Madcap Manhattan Island, home of the Legion of the Strange. And, <laughs> and they've got Manhattan Island kind of formed in the shape of a big man in the uh, yeah. in the harbor there. <laughs> Excellent. So we finally get to meet the stars of the show there. We go to the Legion of the Strange headquarters. And at the very moment, in the heart of Legion headquarters complex, a bizarre battle is underway. You've got Automaton versus the ever-niggling Negative Man. <laughs> and Automaton's crunching on a cigar. and He looks basically like the thing if he was a robot. That's right, totally. He's and... got a little smokestack on the one side. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it is. It is, it is. And then you've got, you know, Negative Man and, and uh, Automaton are doing their thing. They're fighting the way. They always fight. Missed again, you big lummox. But Automaton has a secret, and we are privy to his thoughts when he says he does not suspect. None of them do. They cannot guess that I have transplanted my own brain into Automaton's mighty body. Last issue. <laughs> I am Don't. not Cliff Steele, but Norman Caesar, a neglected scientist who has lived too long in the initials of Niles Calder, the chief. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a good reason for vengeance. Isn't totally, it? you've got my initials. All right, you're doing so much better with them than I am. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Alrighty, so they have their fighting, and and uh, Automaton takes it just a little bit too far and is almost actually crushing Negative Man when in pops. Kay Chalice, Elastic Woman. <laughs> and she grows up to giant size and pulls themselves apart. Gives them a little talking to. What were you thinking, <laughs> Cliff? You might have hurt Larry. Guess I don't know my own strength. I'll say, you nearly killed me, you big lug. So he gives him one last bazorch there. <laughs> oh, right in the chest. Right in the chest. I grow weary of maintaining this grotesque charade, but I must persist. It will not be for long. The fools trust me as their own teammate. I need only wait until they drop their guard entirely, and then I will destroy the Legion of the Strange. Oh, news. <laughs> totally. At that very moment, the sound of the action klaxon rings out, and the chief, brilliant, crippled genius, leader of the Legion of the Strange, arrives on his comfy hover chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lazy boy reclining with rockets in the back. It's awesome. It's really cool. He calls for action. I've just spoken with Dr. Eight of the Mighty Mystics, and it appears we have an emergency on our hands. There are to be certain unusual upheavals as a result of imminent dimensional conjunction. 
Shortly after I spoke to Dr. Eight, I received an urgent message from the police department. An entire tenement building in the Bronx is warping into superspace. It seems clear that the two events are connected in some way we cannot yet fathom. We may well be entering regions where no human has ever dreamed of venturing, my friends. We get a good close-up on his eyes there, which fade out into the galactic mists. Who knows what we may find out there. And a little caption box tells us that you're not going to find a human, perhaps, but there's one unearthly being who moves freely through dimensional spaces beyond the imagination of mere mortals. It's the living guru. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. So we got a big purple dude. Well, a regular dude dressed in purple with a ginormous head and a third eye on his forehead. And he's striking a little yoga pose. With his six arms. (laughs) With his six arms. That's right. Floating through the galactic celestialness. Hip-hop Bishop of Beat. The cool, gone daddy of the diva dimensions. Currently serving as herald and advisor to the dread Celestius. He was last seen in Persistent Tales, number 30. <laughs> uh, editor's notes. That's right. We get Celestius the Man God. He pops up on the next page. Giant face. What news, guru? And the guru is all... The conjunction of dimensions is beginning as foretold. My beatbox oracle, however, warns of failure in all endeavors. Silence! I will countenance no talk of failure. I will brook no defeat. I will succeed, for mine is the power Empyrean. And he shoots out a big blast of energy, just, you know, out (laughs) for emphasis. And yet it avails me not. Thou knowest, Guru, I was imprisoned here by the elderly gods at the time of the last dimensional concurrent. Eons gone. My only crime was the crime of creation, the altar earth of the far side of the sun. And for this I am so cruelly punished, surrounded by the incalculably vast bodies of dead gods who have hurled themselves vainly against the Wonder Wall. Love like in the background there you got their little Galactus yeah. corpse. That's right. Vaguely Galactus shaped corpse. That's right. He tried and failed. Mm-hmm. For now, even the elderly gods are long gone and their imprisoning wall decays. No power in the universe can stop me now. Let me hear no talk of failure for my time hath come at last. My undying hunger will be sated. I am Celestius, and I will be free. And off he... <laughs> Little dude just scoots out of the way. I know, as he uh, crashes through the cosmos there. Back on Earth. Hoo-ha! Sounds like bad news for our heroes. Speaking of which, let's return to Earth for a moment. And we get this uh, tenement building floating in the middle of... Uh, in the middle of the air. People are kind of climbing all over it, and... The top of it is peeling away and turning into wackiness. And the chief floats on by every unfulfilled closet, every unused drawer, every empty space has escaped, rebelled, and combined to form a new super-dimensional configuration of hyper-geometrical spaces. Ooh. 
<laughs> and automaton is like, you want to try that again in English, chief? Some of us here didn't get past third grade. The building is shaping itself into a vast gateway cliff, opening onto dimensions we dare only dream about. Who knows what might emerge from such a portal? So what are we waiting for, chief? There are people in there who need our help. Neg force! And as he calls for the negative force, it comes... I was going to say it's shoot kind of out of him. Yeah, it sort of shoots out of him. Yeah. Come on, Cliff, says Elastigirl. We're going up. And she tosses him into one of the windows. I'll let you off here. If you need any help, just call. Yeah, sure thing, sister. Just let me do things my way, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kay and Larry have a little conversation about Cliff. They think he's in a foul mood and they're worried he might let them down. But Larry says, you know what he's like. He's a grouch and he'll groan, but he'll always come through. Inside, however, Automaton is thinking, ha, we'll see how certain you are, negative man, when I squash you like a bug. However, the negative force is hard at work. It's showing people the, uh, the way out of the building. They're following his energy. And inside, Cliff is shooting out a little light from his uh, chest plate there. Those fools. What? I know. There's no camera in there? No camera. Instead, he's shooting out lights. It's crazy. This chief is definitely different than our usual chief. <laughs> Absolutely. Those fools, why do they endanger themselves to come to the aid of others? What makes them do what they do, these heroes, without reward or even... And then there's a little girl, Mr. Mr. It's a child, and she's blind. Of course she is. <laughs> I lost my mommy, mister. I'm scared. And she runs into his arms, and he's like, what? I, I... The child trusts me as though... As though I were automaton himself, and yet she cannot see my body. She trusts me simply for who I am. Why do I feel so, so strange? He's having a Grinch moment. His heart is growing. That's, that's right. That's not good because there's only so much room in there. <laughs> He's going to explode. He's going to get squished. That's right. In the midst of automaton's reverie, the child calls out, Mister, where's that wind coming from? The wallpaper, the roses are becoming real. Whoosh, that's never good. The room is suddenly filled with the overpowering perfume of roses. Ugh. The angle between ceiling and wall collapses into a dizzying chaos of uneasy shapes. Painted flowers bloom and open in onto impossible perspectives, and through that wall jumps Celestius. At last, free! All righty. Cliff is uh, hanging on to the little blind girl. Celestia starts jibber-jabbering. I must have flesh <laughs> to consolidate my dread presence in reality. For behold, I am Celestius, thy man-god. <laughs> and the whole world will kneel before my glory. Uh, but ere long, I must absorb human flesh. Ah, the child... Yum. Children are always the tastiest of the <laughs> fleshy meals. Okay, folks, says Elastigirl. Onto my shoulder and just slide down my arm like it was a slide at the fun fair. I like how all her words are really huge. I know. <laughs> big body, big voice, big letters. Mm -hmm. 
It's great. They're having a great time playing slide on her. And no doubt. <laughs> absolutely. Some dude is just climbing all over. <laughs> the other guy's just leaning up against her breast. Mm, I think I'll stay here for a while. Alrighty. Uh, negative man is, uh, I think we're winning kid. Uh, or sorry, I think we're winning chief. And, uh, at last a girl asked him how we're doing. How are you doing, Larry? I think we got them all. We just have to get Cliff back out of. And then of course, that's when there's a big explosion and Celestius appears. The child is mine. Uh Oh, oh, that's never good. Who's there, says the little girl. Don't let him get me. Don't worry, kid. He'll kill her. What can I do? I... What would Automaton do? He'd do what any man would do. Forget it, ugly. Step aside, Tin Man. Here's heavy metal for ya. <laughs> I guess that's his clobbering time. <laughs> and he gives uh, Celestius a big pounding in the neck. Oh, yeah. Neck punch. That, of course, only makes Celestius a little angry. You dare! And he, Ooh, look at all that Kirby Crackle. That's he must right. be angry. Kirby Crackle around the eyes, all around his head. He backhands Cliff. Begone, thou worm! He nearly tore my head off with that blow. I mustn't let him know he hurt me. Was that your best shot, Cinderella? You're gonna have to try a little harder. I will show thee power such as thou hast never known. The power of a man-god. And he zaps him with his eye beams, sends him flying, and approaches the little girl. So perish all who stand in the path of Celestius now, child. Cease thy weeping. Thy pain will soon be over when thou art part of me. I need thy flesh, thy young life force, too. (laughs) And, of course, Cliff is not done. If you want the kid, you gotta go through me, creep. I ain't down and out yet. And he pulls himself up, and he gives him a big pounding in the gut. What art thou doing, fool? Thou art pushing me back toward the gate. Art thou mad? Beyond lies the destructive flux of the multi-dimensions. During the period of conjunction, nothing can survive the passage back through the gate. No kidding. That's right. That's pretty much what he says. You don't say, I'll annihilate thee, cretinous cyborg. And they're still duking it out. Pounding away. Pounding away, getting closer to the uh, the big doorway there. When all hope, when all strength is gone, to yet struggle on. Is this what it means to be a hero? It's now or never. You got it, ugly. Watch your step. And he pushes Celestius backwards. And all of a sudden, in that transcendent moment, the child is granted a glimpse of the infinite, of worlds beyond the real. I can see, she says. <gasps> it's wonderful. Magic. It is magic. Still, or still struggling, the tiny figures of Automaton and Celestius fall away into the mind-staggering depths of the void. Then, as abruptly as it opened, the portal closes, and the poor little blind girl is sad, she's lost her big friend, but, you know, she can see, so that's a good thing. And the Legion of the Strange comes rushing up. I can see again, she tells them, and Larry's like, Cliff, he's looking at the wall, he's seeing that there's 
it's closed up and the energy's kind of all zooming away. It wasn't Cliff. <laughs> the chief comes floating in. The real Cliff is here in this jar. Then who was that? Perhaps we'll never know, Larry. Some foe seeking revenge, some tormented soul trying to redeem himself. Doesn't really matter who he was or what crimes he may have committed. In the end, when the chips were down, he died a hero. And that's the important thing. Amen to that, Chief. Amen. And so say we all. It's the living end. <laughs> <laughs> Next issue, because you demanded it. The sensational return of Element X and the Zoom platoon in what's destined to be the most talked about story in the history of life on Earth. Would we lie to you? <laughs> He's definitely got that uh, 60s Marvel <laughs> patter down. Totally, totally, totally. And then we flip the page, and we get one last little page there. Nice pictures, but the plot's terrible. Give me my favorite margin any day of the week. Or how about this for uh, bad taste? The eye in the sky came in handy when we was duking it out with Doc Void. I think you actually skipped a page. What? Oh, I did. Look at that. <laughs> that makes much more sense. Yeah. Look at that. It's like a little two-page ending. A bonus yes. feature. The Secrets of Manhattan Island. There you go. Just like you had in the 60s. We got Manhattan Island spread out there. We got a big uh, magnifying glass zooming in on the headquarters. Mm -hmm. And we get Cliff giving us a tour. Hi there. You probably noticed I was out of action for most of this ish. So, as compensation, I get to so show you around the old homestead. Some privilege, huh? This time, we're up in the head, fearless ones. And this is where the chief creates all those crazy gadgets of his. Some of these inventions are so weird and wonderful, I don't know whether to use them against supervillains or stick them in an art gallery. Over there's the anti-cube we used when we tangled with the Ultra Voyager. And this gizmo here lets the chief look into Natopia. <laughs> he took a cutting from the world of the window men and grew it here in this customized Viewmaster. <laughs> oh, then we turn the page and we look through the Viewmaster, and that's when Cliff says, Nice pictures, but the plot's terrible. Give me my favorite Martian any day of the week. It looks a lot like the, uh, the ant farm. Yes, well, it from the does. Middle of nowhere story. It does. Yes, yes. That mixed with like a oh, what's that dude's name? Who does all those crazy perspective pictures? I should know this because we just did it in art like a month ago. I know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to tell you. Ah, uh, you're the art teacher. You figure it out. I know. Well, you all know. That guy, that guy that does, like, the tessellation stuff. M.C. Escher? Yes. Mm. Him. <laughs> ah, there we go. And yes, kids, this is your art teacher. Good job. <laughs> they got to know this. <laughs> Not me, man. I just got to grade them. <laughs> All righty. Then we get what looks like a big paper airplane with eyeballs on it. The eye in the sky. It came in handy when they were duking it out with Doc Void and the Confusers. And then they look through the prism prison the chief built to trap the ambient man, and he's uh, he's in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's right. And then you get the head honcho, Mr. Chief. 
Wonder what new earth shattering invention he's cooking up this time. A dimensional toboggan? A Giorgio Armani exoskeleton? No, Cliff. It's a boiled egg. Sheesh. A comedian he ain't. (laughs) See you next month, fervid one. There you go. And that is the end of this. Love that is pretty awesome. Oh, it is. It is. Who doesn't love a little Stan Lee and Jack Kirby stuff? <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, folks, that's the end of this issue. But if you would like to chat with us about Stan or Jack or classic Doom Patrol or Morrisonian Doom Patrol, you can send us an email to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website where all our episodes are posted. And you can leave us a comment there as well. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You guys aren't listening whenever I say that, so (laughs) I need to say it louder, perhaps? I don't know. You gotta say it like the Celestial. Do it. Thou must do it. That's right. All right, we will catch you all next week. Thank you.